I know we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos. The Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, subscribe, share, follow, or do whatever you can to support the Lakers Fast Break, the Run the Floor Podcast, Pop Culture Cosmos, NBA Draft Junkies, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Lakerholics.com. It is true. Appreciate it. You knew his voice from the voice from the underground, but he's out and about now helping us out here at the Pop Culture Cosmos when he can. It is my good friend indeed, a fellow Lakers fan, the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. There's a good man indeed. It is TJ Johnson. And TJ, glad to have you on once again. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be on. You know, I, I tell you, people didn't think this COVID was real. And while I, I hadn't been affected by it, uh, at first, uh, I didn't, I, I never not believed it was real. Uh, then, then it got me, uh, it got me and it got my, my wife and it put us on our back for a couple of weeks. Let me tell you, it's not, COVID is not fun. It is not an enjoyable experience, but I'm grateful. We're all good now. Uh, we're here while I was on my back. I got to watch my Lakers win. So that's awesome. And I got to build up more anticipation for watchdog legions amongst other things coming out this holiday season. So brother, I'm fired up, man. I'm ready. Another thing you're excited for, my friend, and yes, you sir. got to recently experience was the Los Angeles Lakers. Did they win the finals? Is that what they did? Did that happen? They well, won number 17. They, did win, they win, yes. win 17. I know a lot of Boston fans, i.e. Bill Simmons, doesn't want to say that they do. They're just saying that they won their 12th. It's actually 17. Deal with it. So right. I want to hear your thoughts <laughs> on it. I mean, I know you were still under the weather at that point in time, yeah. but as a fan who has suffered 10 years... Uh, since the team has really garnered any real success. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts on what it was like for you to actually witness the Lakers winning the world champion. Oh my goodness. Um, well, to, to be fair, I'm also a Chicago fan. Uh, obviously I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. So to say that we know a little something about droughts is an understatement. We're still waiting on our next championship from Jordan. That was back in 1996, 97. So I'm well-versed in, in waiting and, and being patient. I'm well-versed in being patient. Now, with that being said, as a Lakers fan, we really have been blessed. We haven't gone more than 10 years without a title. If you look back, we, we won the first title of each decade. We won in one in 2000, won in one in 2010, now the one in 2020. And here we are, 17 championships in. We really have been quite blessed as a fan base to have such a prominent spot in American sports culture as we've had to win as many championships as we've won in such a short amount of time to be able to witness this one uh, was a lot of was it was very very special for me because again a lot of us didn't even think a season was going to complete we didn't think the season was going to finish we didn't think we were even going to be able to get there and then you know of course you have the basketball pundits who are saying oh well the Lakers had the easiest road to the NBA finals and finals history, and they didn't have to play any of the big hitters. They, they avoided the Clippers, blah, 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 blah. Look, it's not like the Lakers didn't show up. The Lakers did what they were supposed to do. The Lakers showed up. The Lakers played basketball, and the Lakers were ready in the Western Conference finals like they were supposed to be. If the Clippers couldn't figure things out inside that NBA bubble, which we understand that it's a different atmosphere. We understand that this is not the same environment that you're used to playing in with the fans and the arena and the noise and the liveliness and the 
the the the sixth man that is the fan uh spurring you on we get that we also get that we don't understand the you know the the circumstances of being inside that bubble being isolated from all your family all your friends um all the typical nuances and all the typical distractions that you have for an nba season it was a different animal I absolutely understand that. And I don't think you're going to find anybody who follows the sport, who follows basketball, who knows anything about basketball is going to tell you any different, completely different animal. With that being said, the Lakers did the exact same thing. They had to fight through the exact same thing. They had to go through the exact same thing, just like anybody else. And yet the Lakers found a way to maintain their composure, maintain their focus, maintain their single minded goal of being NBA champions. And that was something that was realized. So now I'm excited for, LeBron to get his fourth NBA title in his 17th season, uh, get his fourth NBA MVP in his 17th season, uh, to be able to do it at the tender age of 35, going to be 36 in December. He's not everybody 30. Thought- Stop that. He's 25. He's a cyborg. <laughs> exactly. My good friend exactly. uh, Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies has already <laughs> proven without a doubt that he's only 25. He will forever remain 25. <laughs> he's a cyborg. We're going to just find that out. And, he, you know, he never gets hurt and things like that. No, I'm just kidding. But just the way he had 35, like you said, 36, just amazing what he can do. It really is. And and how he's being consistent. I mean, he is he has been a consistent, consistent fixture in the NBA, obviously, like we talked about for the last 17 years, since 2003, when he entered the league. But he's been a consistent fixture in the NBA finals for almost the last 10, 12 years. I mean, he had what one year break last year when he was injured and the Lakers didn't make it. And obviously it is what it is. But yeah. saying that to say for him to do what he's done for as consistently for as long as he's done it at cons- as consistently as he has. It's incredible for him to be able to put up the kind of numbers that he continues to put up at age 35, leading the league in assists, leading his team in minutes per game, leading his team in points per game. It's just, it's incredible. It, it, it really is. And it's a testament to his hard work and his dedication to the game. And he's one of those players that when it's all said and done, the dust settles on his career, we're going to look back and we're going to truly say we were witness to one of the greatest NBA careers of all time. Yeah. Um, I know there's going to be the basketball pundits who are going to debate if he's better than Jordan. He's not better than Jordan. Jordan had six finals without a loss, blah, 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 blah. The truth is, if you're team Jordan, you're always going to be team Jordan. There is nothing LeBron can do to change your mind. You're team Jordan, and that's fine. There are things that Jordan has done for the NBA and for the sport of basketball that will never be replicated. You cannot replace the NBA on the map. It's already here. And Jordan did that because that's already been done. Jordan is always going to have a certain, a certain elevated status uh, as far as basketball's Mount Rushmore, if you will. But the fact that LeBron James has 17 years in has won four NBA championships with three different NBA teams is just an incredible feat. It's an incredible feat. And to be able to win his fourth NBA championship, his fourth NBA finals MVP at the age of 35 in his 17th season is incredible. It's incredible. At the end of it, we're going to be debating if LeBron has had the greatest NBA career of all time. I, I believe that in my heart because he really is that good. And when he retires, when he laces it, when he hangs him up for good, we will truly be worse off without him. We really will. I agree. He's been, he's just been incredible. And being able to watch this has been incredible. Being able to watch him fight back father time being able to watch him fight back all the naysayers all the people that called him washed up being all the people that were saying this is Kawhi's town and to do it to do it this year this 2020 that has been an absolute 
just hell to be through, uh, starting off with Kobe passing back in early January. Uh, it's just been such a tough year mentally, such a tough year spiritually for a lot of people, physically for a lot of people. And for them to be able to do it and have dedicated this season to Kobe and never wavered from that. They never backed down. They were still, every time they got through huddles, they would say Mamba on three. You know, the the, the fire never diminished. It never felt, you know, a lot of times we can be victims of the moment. We can be victims of circumstances and be caught up in, uh, we're going to do this for Kobe in January and in February. We're still going to do it for Kobe in March and April, May and June and July and all, and the time kind of goes on. A lot of people can tend to forget, you know, it's not it's not front page news anymore. Kobe passing was was back in January. A lot of people, while they didn't maybe haven't forgotten, it wasn't garnering the same amount of attention. Uh, and you know, rightfully so. There were a lot of other things that happened in 2020. But my point is, they never lost that focus. They never lost that that laser vision to say this year we're winning it and we're winning it for Kobe. Yeah. We're winning it for Gianna. We are not, we're not letting that moment pass us. I thought that was a very, very, uh, a huge testament to who they are mentally, who they are, who they are trying to be, what they're trying to accomplish. And the fact that they were able to do so, they said what they were going to do and they went out there and did it. When other teams fell, fell flat, uh, fell very, very ugly. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to pick on the Clippers, but, or you can also pick on the Bucks. You can also like um, possibly even can, the Celtics to an extent. But it was different. These were all know. favored teams. These were all teams that had higher rankings, higher seats that didn't make the. Uh, well, in the case didn't of even make Milwaukee, past the Western Conference, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in the case of the Clippers, they were the team picked by so many experts yes. to go all the way. And look yeah. what happened. And they had a three-one lead too in their own series in the second round against the Nuggets, and it didn't come to pass. Made Jamal Murray like he was a freaking superstar. Is what they did, yeah. um, and that just goes to show. And I, I know that there are reports out there that a lot of Clippers player didn't like how Kawhi was special treated, didn't like how Paul George was specially treated, and so on and so forth. And you know, there, I'm sure that there's some truth to that uh, because you have these superstars that come in and want to, and they they automatically get preferential treatment. They get games off, they get days off, and you have other players like the Patrick Beverleys who get in there every day lace up their shoes every day. You think he's from Chicago. You know, Chicago is a very get up every day, go to work town. And he has that same mentality. And then you have some players that come in and get to kind of coast by and that rifle some feathers and rightfully so, but you don't want to see, you want to see the best go up against the best. I was looking forward to see the Lakers take on the Clippers because that's really what everybody wanted to see. That was the NBA finals, if you will. Um, the Lakers did what they were supposed to do. The Clippers couldn't. So when the, they want to sit there and give this the, the bubble championship and they want to give this an asterisk and say, you know, this is all done inside Disney and blah, 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 blah. They weren't saying that when it was the potential for the Clippers to win their championship. They weren't saying it when it was the potential for the Milwaukee to win a championship. But because the Lakers won it, because it's LeBron, they're going to find a way to minimize what has happened. But the truth is, this is just an incredible, incredible accomplishment, incredible feat. They were able to maintain their composure, maintain their focus, maintain their vision. Um, this is the longest NBA season, uh, obviously, in, in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And they were able to continue to bring attention to issues that they needed to have the attention brought to them. So everything that they, every check mark, every every task they set out to accomplish this year, they did that. So that's that's an awesome testament to them. It's a testament to Rob Palenka. It's a testament to Jeannie Buss and her 
her her vision, her desire to stick to the plan, not allow herself to get distracted, wanting to come to people's defense and come to people's aid and everybody else is saying, nope, just the best way you're going to shut people up is by winning. You know, and they they truly they truly adopt that mamba mentality. That wasn't just the same for them. They they truly embody what it meant to have mamba mentality and that mamba focus. And uh, that was pretty cool, man. So it was exciting to be able to watch that play out in real time. Uh, I absolutely I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it was just so wonderful experience for me. I got to experience it for the first time, really, with my daughter, who yeah. is you know was not was only six at the time that they won their last championship, so she doesn't have any remembrance of it or any memories of it. So enjoying it with her with one of my daughters who is a huge lakers fan now was just mm-hmm. truly a rewarding experience this is rafael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break hey lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news information original videos articles podcasts opinion pieces and discussions about the world champion los angeles lakers Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And you talked about Kobe Bryant and his legacy that he's left behind the unfortunate part for the Lakers is that they didn't get to win it with the Mamba jerseys. Uh, yeah. They, uh, I know they were a little bit uh, despondent over that, but I think that gave them the strength. I think one of the reasons why you saw them dominate so clearly in that sixth game in the first half, especially in that second quarter, was the fact that oh, yeah. they were motivated by the fact that they just they didn't – they felt like they let Kobe down. I know that was an issue. I know that's something that yeah. they were concerned about. I know Miami had fatigue, but you know what? When you're in game six, both these teams are going to have fatigue. Both these teams are going to have fatigue. Both these teams are going to be feeling at the same level. So I don't want to hear all the excuses. I don't want to hear, all, you know, injuries happen. I get that. Gordon Drogic, I get that. With Bam Adebayo, I get that. But people are trying, so many people out there are trying to take away the value of this championship, mm-hmm. whether it's because it's in the bubble whether because they didn't play the full 82, whether because uh, you know this person was hurt, whether it's because uh, you know the fact that the, they didn't get to meet up with the Clippers and they didn't get yeah. to meet up yeah. with the Bucks, you're hearing that from right and left. Whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on any of these social media outlets, or whether you hear it out there from friends and and foes alike, you're just hearing people who do not like the Lakers will pick out certain things on reasons why <laughs> this is not a le- quote unquote legitimate championship. I am on the record as saying this is the hardest championship for any team. And I said this going into the bubble, and I say this coming out of the bubble. And and just the fact that the Lakers won makes it so much sweeter. But I think especially for them, and that the year that they've had, this is probably the greatest championship that the team has ever had. Yeah, I would agree with all the above. I will say this about that, that Kobe jersey game five thing. You know... And this is this is a, a lot of Lakers fans may not like what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to be absolutely honest. Nothing about those black jerseys were anything that Kobe would have been like, we have to win at this game. That was so not Kobe. 
that was so not Kobe to be looking at this game and saying, we have to win this game on this date. Kobe was about getting the job done, period. I don't care. Kobe didn't care if they were in L.A. Kobe didn't care if they were in another arena. Kobe was worried about getting the job done, period. That's it. There's no other. There's no other. There is no other purpose. There is no other goal. So to wear a Kobe Kobe inspired jersey and for people to feel like they let Kobe down is absolute asinine because I can tell you with certainty Kobe wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Kobe does not care that you had that would not have cared if you had on a black jersey that was specifically designed by him and you happen to win it because you were going to win it all for him and you wanted to win in the black jersey. Who? cares at the end of the day that 17th banner is going to be raised at the end of the day that 17th championship is going to be the los angeles lakers and that is what kobe cared about not about a a jersey not about winning it a certain way or a certain style remember kobe bryant was throwing up air ball after air ball and brick after brick that championship they won against boston his first time he was in a playoff game i think it was against utah he yeah, threw yeah. air ball, air ball, yeah. air ball. But did that yeah. ever stop him? No. No. And so that's that's that whole, you know, about the not winning in the jersey thing. That's that's ridiculous. And I think that that would have been the first thing from Kobe Bryant's mind personally. As a Kobe fan, I don't think he would have cared. I don't particularly care. Now, in regards to this, the you know, the the bubble championship, you know, people are going to find ways to try to diminish what has what's happened one because again you have laker haters out there uh, which is fair because the lakers have experienced quite a bit of success again we just we just talked about a 17 championships that's tied for all time highest in any professional sport period yeah. i get it the lakers have had a, a lot of success and the lakers are still going to have a lot of continued success moving forward so there's going to be a lot of haters out there there's going to be haters again that want to minimize what's happened in this bubble but the lakers as we talked about earlier fought through everything that everybody else fought through and they still managed to be on top yes the lakers had lebron james yes the lakers had anthony davis yes the lakers had dwight howard anthony caruso cal uh, cal uh, kuzma we we get it lakers had abundance of talent but the lakers also did what they were supposed to do they took care of their body they took care of their mental and they came out on top and as you mentioned yes the heat had injuries it happens every team goes through that that's you need that's why you need depth you need longevity on these teams because the truth of the matter is it happens the truth of the matter is injuries happen it's a long nba season that's why you've got to have everybody ready to go there is no taking days off, taking plays off, taking weeks off. You got to be ready to go when your numbers call, which is exactly what Kobe Bryant would have done. So, nope, I don't give them. I don't give anybody else a pass. Lakers did what they were supposed to do. I agree. It's one of the hardest championships, as far as I'm concerned, to win because everything that you are used to having, you don't have. You don't have those comforts at home. You don't have the crowd. You don't have the arena. You don't have people rooting for you. Twenty thousand strong, sixty thousand strong in attendance. Uh, you don't have the the, the people outside ready for you to win. It's a different environment, different atmosphere, and they still got it done. And that's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to indeed. Once again, I'm here with my good friend, TJ Johnson. You knew him from Voice from the Underground, but he's here with us as part of the Pop Culture Cosmos and also the Lakers fast break right now. My friend, I tell you what, I'm just looking forward to so much more with the Lakers because I think if this team does some certain things right with the roster... Mm-hmm. I understand that this team is two people, Anthony Davis and LeBron, and the rest of the team has got to be focused on the defensive end. But 
when it comes down to it as far as the overall roster is concerned, let's take out AD and LeBron and their greatness. 3 through 15 is something that a lot of people will always question going forward as far as how can they continue this dominance? How can they go ahead and be in contention with uh, for a title again? As long as you have a healthy <laughs> LeBron and AD, you're going to be in contention. But mm-hmm. can you take that next step again? Can you go ahead and repeat and even more? The thing that they have to do, I think, is because they don't have one of the strongest rosters for an NBA title team after numbers one and two, they have to go ahead and build some better pieces around it to sustain it because you've got Brooklyn, you've got KD and Kyrie coming back. Golden State, you've got them all getting healthy. The West is going to be like a murderer's row, so you cannot take a night off uh, when it comes back. You know, I think probably around MLK in February. I think that's probably what they're targeting at this point in time. But I will say this that there are going to be have to there's going to have to be steps to improve the roster going forward. Oh, yeah. Yet still hang their hat on the defensive end because that's why they actually have the title today is because they focused on the defensive end when other teams did. I want to hear your thoughts on what you think the Lakers need to focus in on as far as this offseason to make the team better and also just as capable of winning a championship next year. You know, you you really hit a lot of the nails on the head. The truth of the matter is uh, it's not going to be easy to repeat next year. Again, as you mentioned, Golden State's going to be fully powered. Obviously, the Clippers are going to be locked and loaded and, and looking with a chip on their shoulder, uh, and as they should, as they should. Um, Brooklyn's obviously going to be formidable with KD and Kyrie, and um, there's no doubt this is going to be uh, one of the harder championships to repeat um, and, and, and run back, if you will, to quote Anthony Davis, running it back. I think what they're going to need to do, they're going to need to obviously clear up some cap space. Um, I know that they're currently actively trying to get the NBA to get Luol Deng's salary off their books um, because I guess they're supposed to be paying him until 2022 from what I understand. Uh, So I know they're actively trying to get him off his books since he's retired. Um, They're going to need to do whatever they can to shore up that defensive line, that that second rotation, as you talked about. Um, Obviously, Rondo, I think he's opted to become a free agent. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen moving forward with Kyle Kuzma if they're going to try to use him as trade bait, which I kind of think they need to. Um, the truth of the matter is that's that's the name of the game with when it comes to the NBA and basketball in particular. That's you you have your young assets who go out there and they prove themselves to be valuable. And granted, Kyle Kuzma didn't exactly have the best NBA Finals run. Um, from a production standpoint wise, but he did what he needed to do. And I think he showed enough promise to where there's going to be enough teams that are showing a great interest in him, Uh, depending on what you're going to get back from your return. The truth is LeBron is going to be 36 by the time the next season starts. We really need to do whatever we can to take some of that pressure off of him to make him be less of a high usability uh, person and kind of be more of a person where we turn to when we really need to, you know, LeBron is LeBron is not that kind of, he's not Allen Iverson. LeBron's not, LeBron's not Kobe. He's not going to be that player that demands to be that top dog until, you know, they they just can't do it anymore. Uh, LeBron understands his role. LeBron understands uh, that there's going to come a point in time where he's going to have to defer. And LeBron has no problem doing such. In fact, he got a lot of heat for that yeah. in game five, being somebody that deferred to somebody else for a jump shot uh, that was wide open. He created for him. There wasn't a defender more than 10 uh, anyways, but people still gave him crap about that. That's that LeBron hate that's never going to go away. Point being, uh, we really are going to have to show up that second, that second unit. Um, 
and really, we truly need a third option, even if it's not a, a, a third superstar option. You really need to have a legitimate third option in regards to somebody else who can create shots, somebody else who can knock down big shots. I know they're also make making some a play. play. You know, just, yeah, you know, just even making, making the right a... pass every single. You yes, know, somebody who yes. can actually uh, take a load a little bit, even for five, ten minutes more than what they're getting during the regular season off of LeBron. I think that's the case. Yep. Rondo, who I finally got on the playoff train, the playoff Rondo train. Yeah, I finally announced it, like, I think within, by game four or something like that <laughs> of the finals. I said, I finally got my ticket. I've gone on the train. I've actually got on the train. I told Laker Tom at Lakerholics.com. I said, you know what? Okay, I'm with you, my friend, finally. But let's put it this way during the season he is analytically a nightmare uh, <laughs> and you and i both know that he takes the season off at this point in his career and he shows up for the playoffs because he's playoff rondo he doesn't like it he doesn't want to say it but we know it's the truth it's there it's right there in in <laughs> you know right there in the numbers right right there we see we see the performance on the screen it's the eye test we see yeah. what he does yeah. during the season and we see what he does during the playoffs that's fine. If you get someone else to take up that slack during the course of the season, that can still mm-hmm. give you positive minutes in the playoffs. That's something that we need right there. And Danny Green, I know, I mean, I feel for the guy because I do too. Yeah, I, he missed the shot, but he's been awful all season. He Getting death threats is just way out of line. Yeah, the, absolutely. The petition against Kyle Kuzma is way, way out of line. Absolutely. But still, that doesn't dissuade from the fact that he is being paid 15 million dollars next year if you can find a way to move danny green for someone that gets you there's someone that gets you 15 to 17 points i'm not asking for a for you know a 20 i'm not asking for that like you said a third star they don't need a third star they just need someone to come in hit timely shots be able to be a distraction for the other team and be able to play good defense that's all yep that's all that's all we're looking for. And I know they're throwing around ra- names that I like. They're talking about Chris Paul and they're talking about Derrick Rose and they're talking about uh, finding other older vets to kind of help with the the load. And the, the truth is, I'm not a, I'm not on a Chris Paul bandwagon. I never really have been. I've always thought he's been a bit overrated. The truth is, he just hasn't produced uh, enough to really warrant the respect that he's gotten uh, in the NBA. I mean, he hasn't gotten to a conference finals. Uh, he's just not, he's just he not did that with player. The, he did with Houston. Oh, he did with Houston. He did with Houston. And remember, right, he right, got right, injured, right. which he caused. He past it. Yeah. He, he got injured, I think, in game five yeah. or game six, which caused yeah. uh, the, well, they're saying that's the reason the ha- why Houston didn't go to the finals. Yeah, the hamstring injury, I remember. Yeah. Yep. So you're right. He did it. He didn't make it there. He just didn't make it past it. So yeah. for him to to be considered a top tier point guard and to have never made it past the conference finals to me, I think is absolutely asinine. I don't think he deserves the credit that he gets. But I mean, it's Chris Paul, so you know it is what it is. I just think the contract is is if yes. you want to go hit pay him forty what forty five million dollars around there roughly in his last year, which would be like no way. Yeah, that, that's hard because he's There's not no he's not going to be at thirty five, thirty six, which he's almost mm-hmm. there right now. Mm-hmm. what LeBron is at that yep. same point in time. So you're, yep. you can't expect the same returns and you're going to be sucking up that part of your salary cap on it. No it, way. It, to me, no it's way. just a rough watch. It's just rough. No way. Yeah. No, no I, I, I'd be okay with, I'd be more okay with Derrick Rose. 
than Chris Paul. If I had my choice between the two, I'd pick Derrick Rose. I uh, actually had been asking for a trade for him since January. Mm -hmm. So I thought he would be a great mix for the team. So I'm all for it. But Derrick Rose is going to be a hot trade property and commodity out there for a lot of teams. I know that Detroit is is in. He's a value point guard right now. And he's one of the very few assets that Detroit has. Very few assets that Detroit has. (laughs) Because they're a pretty bad team. It's him and Blake Griffin. That's about it. Yeah. So And Blake Griffin, you know, is not the healthiest person in the world. So And Derrick Rose finally is in some sort of good health and he's been playing consistently. So he's going to be attractive to a lot of teams. So if the Lakers can go ahead and do that, we'll go ahead, at least feel a little bit better about the team going forward. But in its current configuration, it's going to be tougher, I think, for them to go ahead and repeat as champion. Yes, it is. If if they don't, let's just say we took this roster and put them into the uh, 2020, 2021 season right now, they're going to have they're going to have difficulties for sure. Um, Especially again, you're going to get a healthy clay, you're going to get a healthy Steph, you're going to get a healthy Draymond, uh, who I'm not a fan of. And I think he was exposed when clay and Steph went down. Finally, I agree. Uh, I think he was finally exposed for what he really is. And he's just a, a circumstance player. He happened to be on a great team. He happened to get a lot of open shots. He happened to do a lot of the things that nobody else wanted to do but he's for those championships he's going to end up he's going to end up in the hall of fame and it 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 breaks my heart and it makes no sense to me but it's going to end up happening because of the fact that he was on hall of fame talent given teams anyways because he was exposed it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward but obviously playing stuff are as a one-two punch you just don't want to see you yeah. don't want to see clay and stuff and we know we for, we act like they don't have andrew wiggins as well andrew wiggins while never hasn't he hasn't seemed to live up to the potential that he was supposed to he's still a serviceable player he's a decent player he can still get you 15 those 15 points we were talking about a game andrew wiggins can pull that off get you about five or six boards he can pull that off so when you when you're looking at teams you you really have to look at the way players fit um, I think there's something to be said for why I'm no good when I when I play NBA 2K with my buddies and we do these seasons, right? They're always they have these monster teams or they have these teams, and I always feel like I have a better team on paper, right? I'm like I've got I've got you know we'll put Kobe into the mix. I'll put Kobe in there with Shaq, and I've got Dwayne, you know whomever. I'll build this super team, and the problem that I run into is that the players just don't. Fit. You can have the greatest you can have the greatest team in the world, but the players have to be able to fit in the system. They have to be able to fit and work together. And that's the problem. A lot of the players that I would have would be ball centric, have to be ball dominant, have to get up a lot of shots. And there's just only so many shots you can get up in a game. So yeah. saying that to say there is something to say for the way players can, are configured. There's something to say for the way players play with each other, the way they fit as far as the puzzle is concerned. You gotta you gotta make that part of it work. And if that part doesn't work, then your team's not gonna go very far. So uh, we had the pieces of the puzzle to win this year. Uh, if we took those same pieces for the same puzzle next year, I'm not 100% sure how that's going to turn out. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. We are hopeful that the Lakers will yes. make the right moves. Rob Palenka oh, yeah. and the team. Yeah, he's, he's, he's earned it. He's earned it. He's earned it. I was later on the board with him as well, but yep. I, I'm, yep. I'm now on board. Uh, I'm thinking yep. that he'll be able to go ahead and, and make the, at least uh, the team viable for another championship mm-hmm. run. I'm looking forward to it indeed. TJ Johnson, once again, it's just been such a pleasure. You talking watchdogs, you talking Lakers. I'm looking forward to you coming on to the show being part of the yeah. pop culture cosmos whenever you can. And I just yeah. truly appreciate any time that you can give for us. And we are truly thankful and blessed to have you part of us right here. Amen, brother. All right, my friend. It's been great having you on the show. I want to thank you so much, everyone out there for watching and listening at the Lakers fast break podcast. <laughs>